for the private loans, basically they can they have ways of getting their money. Yeah. And they you know they have their tentacles in you, so to speak. Do you know what will happen to your loved ones when something happens to you? If you don't know the answer or don't like the answer, then this is the show for you. Listen up as we teach you about protecting your family legacy through better estate planning. Our family is here to protect yours. So welcome to the Complete Estate Planning Podcast with attorney Nick Rosenbauer. And here's your host, Ben George. Welcome into Complete Estate Planning alongside Nick Rosenbauer, estate planning attorney and the owner at Rosenbauer Law Office. I am Ben George. Today we're talking about student loans. What happens to them after you die? And Nick, this is a great, great topic. And what I wouldn't really thought of, you know, I think of we cover a lot of different things on this podcast and I was fortunate enough to not to be, you know, hammered and saddled with student loan debt. Uh, but I know many, many Americans are not that fortunate, but what happens after that money? I, so this is a great topic. I'm curious to, to find out how, how you handle this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I guess going to a Catholic grade school, high school, college, and law school, um, I did get scholarships, but not a hundred percent. So I, I do have some student loans. So if you, if you want some of mine, then if you're curious, um, to, you know, if you want to see what's going on here, I, I'd certainly be more than happy to, you know, pull back the curtain for you. Okay. Uh, I, I would, I, I would, I, yeah, absolutely. I, I would just, I, I like you. I'd be willing to do that. But, um, but no, anyway, there's a whole lot of different things going on with it. And, you know, we're recording this beginning of 2022 uh, for anyone who may be listening to this, you know, I guess not when it comes right out. Um, but you know they have all the different things. I think those student loan payments are paused as far as mandatory payments. Um, I don't think interest is going on. They're talking about getting rid of them. They've been talking about that forever. So we'll we'll talk about you know at least as the rules are right now here in 2022 and how you have to deal with them and when you have to deal with them. So again, a number of things to keep in mind. Certainly, you hope it's out of sight, out of mind. Uh, but we'll you know we'll run through at least where you can you know, step on the bear trap, so to speak. Very good. We'll do that today. You can find this episode and every other online at CincinnatiEstatePlan.com, plus other resources like the five essential documents of a complete estate plan. You'll find all that on the website, but you can also schedule a call with Nick. There's a big button right there on the front of the page when you log on. So click that, set up a time, and get your planning underway. Uh, Nick, I got to address uh, the the Bengals, you know, being a guy that, <sighs> that works in Cincinnati and, yeah. you know, I know you're passionate about sports. This was a, hey, I know, I know it was a let down the finish, but still a remarkable year. Well, absolutely. And I will have to admit, I don't want to be one of those bandwagon fans. Um, my wife and I have been, we didn't break up with the Bengals. It's been, you know, to <laughs> use a, a status update, it's been, it's complicated or on a break. <laughs> Uh, for a number of years. And actually, when we kind of backed away from being, you know, hardcore fans to being more casual fans, um, we went to a Thursday night game against the Cleveland Browns a number of years ago. And of course, the tickets are outrageous. You leave work early, you pay 30 bucks to park, you know, it's hundreds of dollars when it's all said and done. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we lost like 34 to three or something. I think we were down 14 points within a couple minutes. That was the worst and, game of the season, right? Oh, that was, and that was, that was a number of years ago. Oh, that wasn't this um, year. Yeah. So they score, I think three plays in. And then on the very first play from scrimmage after they kick off to us, we lose a fumble. They score the very next play. 
Um, and of course, all the Browns fans are doing the chants, and you know, here we go, Brownies, and and, and doing the the dog, uh, you know, the dog barks. Uh-huh. And then, oh man, this is opening old wounds. But my wife got so mad when they talked about firing Marvin Lewis and didn't. And then she said, "How come I want to win more than the Bengals ownership <laughs> wants to?" And I said, "A great question." Um, so you know, it's been wonderful. I think it was house money ever since they won a playoff game. And I think they were probably a year or two earlier than people expected. So all house money, I think. Great season for them. You know, if they can get the offensive line fixed, this team's got some talent. Um, I think there's more talent on the defense than we thought. But, man, you got to block for someone. Um, They played a great first half, and then I guess the Rams made some adjustments and we didn't. I mean, the Rams were a a pretty stud team. Like, I'll, I'll give them credit. Um, but the Bengals overperformed 100%. So give credit where it's due. Uh, yeah. I will say that. And I know I've bad-mouthed the Bengals a couple times here in the <laughs> past. So that's kind of where we're at. we got to give a shout-out to them. But, man, get some big, strong dudes on that offensive line who can block, yeah. and then this team will be pretty – this team will be pretty good. They have a chance to, for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, I know uh, the Bengals players aren't worried about student debt. I think they – probably have that either covered or paid (laughs) off by now. But for the rest of us, we are talking about student loans today on the podcast. So again, you know, we know tuition costs, they continue to rise. More and more families are having to take out loans to pay for this higher education. And then, you know, many times the student and the parents both even take on loans um, in many cases. So we don't know what the future is going to hold with student loans and the debt. If it gets uh, relieved, who knows? But as we stand now, we're going to run through it and talk about what you need to know about your student loan debt when you die. So let's just begin, Nick, by kind of breaking this down into the types of student loans before we really get into what happens, because I'm sure the type of loan probably helps us determine what happens after death, right? Yeah, absolutely. There's a number of different categories here. And and yes, probably the Bengals players, I'm assuming all of them got full rides, <laughs> probably. Uh, athletic scholarship, which I don't know, for being unpaid athletes, they sure walk away with a lot of free stuff and no student loans. So whatever non-payment they got in college, I'd love to sign up for that. But right. that's another story for another day. Um, but anyway, so the I'd say, I'd say probably the most common, okay, is the federal student loans, um, which is just about all the student loans, um, at least when they're originating, at least when they're taken out. Um, they're backed and they're guaranteed through the federal government. Now, they use different servicing providers, Nelnet, uh, Navient, Sally May, um, but a lot of times they're backed by the federal government and they've subsidized and unsubsidized Stafford loans, you know, standard things like that. Um, but there's a few different pieces within them that all fall into the category of these federal loans. You have your standard, I guess, generic loans, which are loans that are taken out by the actual student. So it would be when I was in law school, I took out a student loan myself. I took out the loan for my own tuition. And then the other side of that, you know, within the federal loans, um, you've probably heard of the Parent PLUS loans, which is the loans where a parent will take out on behalf, you know, so for their kid's mm-hmm. tuition. Okay. okay. So if my parents took out a loan for part, you know, they took out a student loan for my tuition. My parents did not. I think my dad said, Nick, when I was uh, in college, Ohio State cost $500 a semester with room and board. Um, 
I paid my own way. You're going to do the same. Okay. Thanks, Deb. Um, <laughs> rather comparable. But but anyway, so that's the other piece. Um, and those Parent PLUS loans are also, they're also federal uh, student loans as well. That's also through the government. So they're handled uh, pretty much the same way. And, you know, when we get into that here in a minute, but those are both under the federal student loan category, if that makes sense. Obviously, you have ones that are not federal loans. They're private. So they're loans by some private lender, you know, could be through a bank or, you know, some lending company. Um, a lot of, interestingly enough, Ben, a lot of these refinance companies, you know, SoFi, I mm-hmm. think SoFi is the big one, if, I, if I'm if i not mistaken, right? Yeah, that's where the um, Super Bowl was actually held, right? Yes, SoFi that's right. Stadium. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's right. You're exactly right. So um, I think Discover student loans. So if you hear these student loans advertised through a bank or a lender, something like that, those are private. So they're not associated with the government. They're not backed by the government. It's just like going out and getting a car loan from whomever. So it's just a private loan from a private lender. Um, the borrower could be the student. So like a normal student loan, like if I take out a loan for my education, could also be the parent. Um, a lot of times you'll come up uh, with a situation here where there's co-signers. So maybe the student took out the loan, but um, because it's not backed by the federal government, the 18-year-old has no credit and the parent has to be a co-signer. Um, so a number of different ways, actually it could be any loan uh, for that matter, but you have students, parents, sometimes both of them as co-signers. And this also includes loans that started out, you know, maybe as federal loans, but have been consolidated and refinanced uh, with a new student loan company. I think I don't think SoFi, the the big one that we just mentioned. I actually don't know that they lend um, while you're in school. I think they let you refinance. Hmm, okay. um, like I don't I don't know if they lend money to an 18 year old. I think yeah. they come in after you graduate and allow you to refinance and lower your interest rate. I could be wrong about that. Gotcha. Um, but once it's refinanced with a private company. It's no longer considered a federal loan. It's not backed by the government, so it follows the private loan rules. Hmm. Interesting. Well, some things to think about there on that side. Okay. Um, so let's talk about what happens at death then um, with these different types of loans. And let's, let's start with the federal side um, and, and talk through what do we need to be thinking about and, and considering here. Yeah. So the federal loans have a much better here's what happens when you die plan than the private ones. And and the federal loans are still the vast majority of them. So for normal student loans where the student takes out money for his or her own education, parents not involved, um, all federal loans are forgiven when someone dies. So if I die tomorrow, all of my federal student loans that were taken out, you know, for my education, they're all forgiven. Hmm. They're taken care of. They're wiped clean. Now, the, the government backs it. So, you know, the taxpayers end right. up, end up paying, paying yeah, bingo, exactly right. But the government, you know, Sally Mae doesn't come after my estate anymore. Um, they come after the government who said, this person's dead, but you guaranteed the loan. And the government gives Sally Mae or, or Nelnet or whomever the money. Mm-hmm. So, but as far as the actual borrower and their family, uh, the loan is wiped free and clear. Okay, so if I die tomorrow, all federal loans from my education go away. It's pretty close to the same for the parent plus loans. Okay, so obviously the parent loan would be if my dad took out a loan for my education. Um, And there's two ways this can go away. So if I die, 
the parent plus loan gets forgiven if the student died. So let's use the scenario my dad took out a parent loan for my education. If I die, then the loan is forgiven. My dad's loan technically is forgiven. Also, if my dad dies, the loan is forgiven. Okay, so if either the parent or the student die, uh, the federal, the parent plus loan gets forgiven. So, so that's pretty similar. Um, now, a bit of a tax thing here, and I know everyone's going to just hit pause and delete this episode as soon as I get into taxes. Hmm. But so, fair warning, or just skip ahead thirty seconds <laughs> here. But uh, if the student dies and the parent is still alive, and the parent's the person who actually took out the loan. The loan is forgiven, but the discharged or forgiven debt is considered taxable income to the parent um, okay. because uh, discharged or forgiven debt is treated as taxable income. It's, it's basically the same way. Okay. So if I, so if my dad took out $10,000 of loans for my education and I die, that $10,000 is forgiven, but my dad gets, I think it's a form 1099C. I think it's C if I'm not mistaken. And then my dad, the debt is forgiven, but my dad, it's as if he had $10,000 of income. So on his right. next tax return, he has to report the forgiven debt as income. Okay? okay. So there'd be a little bit of taxes, but the debt is forgiven. That's how that would work with the federal uh, parent plus loan. Okay. So still better off. Okay. So that's federal. 100%. 100%. <laughs> what about private side? I'm guessing private companies are quite as forgiving. No, they don't care. Um, and it's, you know, this works the same way as a lot of other loans would work. There's a few situations where the loans will be forgiven at death, but most companies don't have a, if you die, we basically eat the cost on our own situation. So if you are thinking about refinancing or have any private loans, you need to be careful. You need to check into that. But most private companies um, do not forgive the loans like a debt. And the loan ends up being treated the same way as any other debt of a decedent. So if it's credit card or something like that, it works just about the same way. So the creditor, so the lending company, let's just say SoFi. And, and Ben, maybe we should get SoFi as a sponsor <laughs> too, since yeah. we're plugging them here a little bit. So <clears throat> see if you can work on that. Okay. And, you know, They named a stadium. Maybe they could you know, we could do SoFi office they if they money, want to buy the building. Sure. <laughs> I'll bet they do. But anyway, so SoFi, since, you know, it, let's say I die and they can file a claim as a creditor against my probate estate. They basically throw their hat in the ring um, and send to the county probate court, say, the decedent, uh, which is the dead person, me, uh, owed us a debt of $10,000 that's unpaid. So you can... You know, so they basically throw their hat in the ring and they would get in line and the debt would get paid before any inheritance was given. And this is very uncommon, but be careful about a secure debt, uh, which what that means, Ben, is there's some sort of collateral involved. And you don't normally get that with student loans. Normally you would get that with a car loan where they can repossess the car or a home loan like a mortgage and they could foreclose on the house. I guess I've seen situations where someone will refinance um, their mortgage and maybe pay off the student loan with some money from their mortgage. So then they have extra money that they owe on their mortgage. Mm -hmm. So be careful about that. If there's collateral, then they can go after it. Also, if there's a co-signer, then the company can come after the estate 
So if my dad co-signed a loan for me, um, they can come after my estate and they can also come after my dad uh, as well. So they can collect after either of us or both of us um, for the full amount as much as they want. So for the private loans, basically they can they have ways of getting their money. And yeah. they, you know, they have their tentacles in you, so to speak. All right. So how do we plan, Nick? So when you sit down with someone that's got a suit in debt and you're building out their estate plan, what are some of the things you're doing? Well, the good thing is if it's federal loans, we don't need to do anything for the planning. I just say, hey, if you die, the loan goes away. So the only thing you need to do with your financial advisor is work you know, within your financial plan, how to make sure the monthly payments or the debt gets paid off. But from my desk, once you pass away, the loan goes away, whether it's for you or a parent plus loan. So thankfully, if it's federal loans, we don't need to do anything for my end. Not the case for private loans. If there's private loans that you can't get out of, and most of them you can't get out of, one of the options is if they're your loans, make sure there's a way to pay them off. Sometimes it's life insurance. Sometimes it's, you know, I have $20,000 in debt, but I have a million dollars in the bank. So if I die, there's enough money to pay them off. Whatever that means, I'm not sure. Um, But just make sure if you die, they will probably have to get paid off. What is the amount? Where's that money coming from? Same concern if you are a parent or a co-signer. You need to understand that if someone dies, you know, is there money to pay uh, to pay off the debt because they can come after you. So mm-hmm. it's just as much your problem. So if I die tomorrow and my dad was a co-signer on my private loan, it is just as much his problem as it is mine. So the parent or the co-signer needs to make sure there's money available to pay or needs to make sure that the regular borrower has money in place or has arrangements to pay them. So my dad doesn't have to worry about it if he's a co-signer But I say, hey, dad, I have life insurance. If I pass away, there's plenty of money to pay the debt off. You don't have to worry about it. Okay. Mm -hmm. But if I don't have any money, then they'll come after my estate and I don't have any money. They'll come after my dad. So need to make sure the money's there to pay it off. Whatever that is, whatever the amount is, just know that they can sink the teeth into the borrower and the parent or the co-signer in that instance. And you got a little pro tip for us too here on this this planning, something to think about that maybe some other people might not be aware of. Well, uh, yeah. Um, so what I mentioned before, as far as the deceased person, they can file a claim against your probate estate for recovery. Notice mm-hmm. I said probate estate. We've talked a lot on this uh, on this podcast about you know avoiding probate. So I bet a lot of you were thinking. What if I don't have a, I have an estate, but I have no probate estate? Can they get after that? So you can actually dodge this claim to your probate estate. They can only claim what's in the probate estate. So if I have no probate when I pass away, all of my money passes outside of it to whether co-ownership, beneficiary designations, the trust that my wife and I have set up. They can't come after the trust or they can't come after money that gets passed on outside of my probate estate. So, you know, let's say you have, you know, a million dollars in a trust or in a in an IRA with a beneficiary and you die. As long as that money isn't stuck in probate, Sally May will file a claim for the $50,000 I owe them in probate. But if there's no money in the probate estate, then technically, I'm not going to get into the ethics. I'll let you 
I let each family determine that on their own. But technically, there's nothing they can do. They can't attach the loan to anything. It's unsecured. So if there's no money in the probate, no one is forced to pay it. Gotcha. Think of it like this. There is one arena. There's one forum. There's one place. There's only one door that can be knocked on by the creditors uh, to get paid. And that's the probate proceeding. If I have no probate, there's nowhere to go. And they can file, you know, they can send threatening letters and, and send collections and things like that. It doesn't matter. Um, if I don't have a probate estate, that's the only place that they can force it to get paid. Again, the ethics of it, certainly another matter. Um, but that's one thing I do make people aware of. That's good to know. Very good to know. I think most people wouldn't be aware of that. So that's why you work with an estate planning attorney, right, Nick? That's uh, You don't know what you don't know, essentially. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, this is just a small portion of making sure your family's protected. Heck, we spent 20, 25 minutes just talking about when I die, who has to pay a very specific type of debt. So exactly right. It's one of the things, work with someone who's done this before all day, every day, and just know what to ask for, or at least have someone else who knows what to ask for so you can cover all of your bases. Um, Because the last thing you want, and I've had this happen, someone passes away, uh, an asset was left behind, maybe the house wasn't protected, or they had a trust and they didn't fund it. So they had a trust, but all the assets are probated. And maybe they have a couple master's degree, a law degree, a doctorate degree, and then the surviving spouse is sitting there, and Sally May files a lien and basically against the house during the probate for $200,000. And I tell the wife, hey, house was in your husband's name. You can't get anything from the probate estate until you pay this off. Right. That's not a fun conversation. So yeah. all of this can be addressed. Every bit of this can be addressed. But talk to someone who knows what they're doing. Make sure you figure out you know, what things you need to worry about tripping over and watch your step. Um, and then we can make sure there's no bad surprises, I guess. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's a good starting point for you. If you do have student loan debt, private or federal, you'll kind of have a better idea of how that has to be handled moving forward. But again, encourage you to get in touch with Nick. You can do so at CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. You'll see a big orange button on the front. You can click that, schedule a call with Nick and get that process started. But if you want to call him directly, it's 513-463-6789. All right, Nick, we will wrap it up on that note. Um, we'll look towards the off season for the Bengals. But uh, for us, we'll, uh, we'll talk again in a couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think next time we talk will be uh, March Madness is starting up. Yes, so this is actually my, forget the Super Bowl, it's my favorite time of year. Um, so we're, we're coming up. There's always something else to look forward to. So we'll, we'll yeah. move on from the Super Bowl loss. I'm done crying. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll move on to the next thing. So we'll catch you next time. Well, thank you for listening. For Nick Rosenbauer, estate planning attorney and owner at Rosenbauer Law Office, I am Ben George, and this has been Complete Estate Planning. The Complete Estate Planning Podcast is brought to you by the Rosenbauer Law Office, based in Westchester, Ohio, and serving the entire Cincinnati area. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Complete Estate Planning with Nick Rosenbauer to find us or visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Nick, and to learn more about protecting your family legacy. 
That's CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. This show is for informational purposes only and does not provide any legal advice. Information on this show may not constitute the most up-to-date legal information. Please do not act or refrain from acting based solely on anything you hear on this show. This show does not form any attorney-client relationship with the Rosenbauer Law Office, LLC. Please seek the counsel of a qualified attorney before addressing your own estate planning needs.